Welcome to the Level Up Podcast. Our goal is that by listening to our podcast, you will be inspired to level up. With the help of some amazing guests, we'll be inspired by some inspirational success stories and find out how you can level up your business, your life, and your relationship with yourself. Because I know that by leveling up and balancing these three aspects of your life, you can make a difference and impact the lives around you. Level Up Podcast will be a series of interviews featuring successful professionals who are making a mark and a difference in their lives and others. They will share their incredible stories of how they did it so you can be inspired and learn from the very best. First of all, thank you. Thank you so much for, for being with us today and thank you for taking the time. I know, again, it's always something going on and for you know, Friday. So thank you so much for taking the time. I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart having the opportunity to talk to you today and just getting to know who you are. How long have you been in our business? And just to share some ideas, the, the platform is just to get to know you a little bit more and just to share your story and, and get our audience to see who you are. Um, we love having stories every, every time we do a podcast, so I appreciate you being here today. So if you can just share with us your name, what area you're from, and just uh, a little bit about yourself, and then we'll jump in and, and answer some other questions and, and go from there. Okay, sounds great. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate this opportunity. And it's always really great to chat with others in our industry. And um, so I, I appreciate it. Uh, my name is Mandy Phillips. I am a loan officer up in Northern California. Um, we are a couple hours north of Sacramento, but I do business all over the state. Um, in a nutshell, my husband is a real estate broker and I worked under him as a realtor for many years before getting into mortgages. And it was a big pain point for us when, you know, we'd get to the 11th hour in a transaction and all of a sudden there was a, a loan issue and it felt like there was no one communicating and, and you know, sharing what was the truth behind what was going on. So mm -hmm. um, it was quite a long process to add mortgages to our uh, our business model overall, but we ended up going ahead and opening a mortgage branch and it's been that's great. Amazing. And so that's how I'm here. <laughs> that is amazing. And you know what? You, share, uh, you and I shared kind of the same background as you're talking. I'm seeing myself because that's oh. how can I got involved. Uh, because neat. again, I, I saw the need of knowing what was going on with the with the lending part of the transaction. So I'll share with you how that came about. But so are you originally from Northern California? I am. Okay. Yes. And so how long have you been in the business? I have been in mortgages for just about four years. Okay. Um, and in real estate, I I've been in real estate for just over 10 years. Yes. Um, I don't actively sell anymore, um, but I do still continue to keep up my license. Absolutely. It's funny because I got my real estate license back in 2005. I've oh, never okay. done a real estate transaction. <laughs> <laughs> never have, and I don't think I ever will. <laughs> Love the lending side, but I got it. And back in the day, they used to require that you had a real estate license to work through a broker, right? right? Right, now working yes. the direct lending, we don't even need to have a real estate license, but I still keep it up. You know, I just don't let it expire. So oh, every absolutely. four years, I'll just renew it and I still have it. But I, I always said I have a real estate license, but I've never done a real estate <laughs> transaction. Yep. I, well, I, I have, it. but in the lending side, but not as a real estate, you know, right. acting as a real estate agent. 
Interesting. Sure. So what got you into the industry? Talk to me about that part. Like I know there's different reasons why we get into it, but in your case, what got you motivated to get into the real estate? I had little kids who are now bigger kids. And uh, I was working a schedule at a job that I used to love. And then it got a bit more taxing, you know, after the years passed. Um, and it was a retail type environment. So oh. the schedule was kind of all over the place. And I ultimately decided that I wanted to have something that was a little bit more flexible um, mm -hmm. and had more growth potential. I had pretty much capped out where I was unless I wanted to move with the company and that just wasn't uh, anything I was interested in. So I got my license and I went ahead and quit, which is always a major, major risk when you are moving into a commission-based environment. Yes. Um, I think they call that burning your ships, so you don't have the yes, option to go you're back. Yes. And you're like, go yes. with it, and there is no return, so you have to exactly. make it work, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. So I did that. Um, and it was the best thing that I could have possibly have done oh my for God. myself and my family. And while it's been quite a roller coaster, I have no regrets. Yeah. So you got into the business right after the crash. Obviously, we're looking 10 years. You got into 2013. Yeah, uh, yeah I, 12, I 13? 2012, 13. Yep. Yep. That is crazy. I got into in the 2007. So I got to just the tail end of oh, that yeah, part. But both. yes. <laughs> But it is very interesting to see, um, you know, as a woman, I think we're always trying to find ways to be able to be available for our family, our kids, mm -hmm. and having the flexibility, which that's what I catch from from what you were saying. So you had the background then in the customer service, working with clients. Yes. yes what was the I, transition like when you went from the job to now being in the real estate side? Uh, bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> um, to go from something that was so structured and regimented and you had, you know, higher ups, superiors that you had to report to and sales goals and you literally physically had to clock in and clock out. Very, very, very different uh, to go from that to now it's all up to me to make, you know, my, my day, uh, make the schedule, plan, stay on task. Uh, set my own goals, and that type of freedom uh, for some definitely is not something that they're able to work with quite as well. But um, you know, it worked out great for me, and I, I loved amazing. it. But it was it was weird at first. <laughs> I, I can only imagine, and it's interesting because one of the biggest things I've seen in our business and in our industry, or even just an entrepreneur self-employed, when you don't have the, like you said, the structure of knowing when you need to be there, what time you need to go, even to go to lunch, right? But yeah. having now the flexibility, but it's up to you. So one of the things I learned from one of my mentors that the benefit of being self-employed, you're on your own. The disadvantage, and now you're on your own. You know, now it's up yes. to you, like you said. Um, now, were you able to adapt very quickly? Do you have to do any type of coaching? Do you have any mentors that helped you get into that? structure of now knowing that now you need to make things work like you said plan ahead get your goals in place and and now have the self-discipline to go out and, and do what you need to do to make your business uh, grow yeah so i i didn't have any coaching but i did have a mentor um, okay so my husband 
was not my husband at the time, um, <laughs> but <laughs> um, he was, it was his business. Okay. Um, and so when I joined, he had just opened his office and um, he was working for some other franchise um, real estate brokerages and mm-hmm. then decided that he saw things in those types of formats that he didn't really care for. So he wanted to, to open a more of a boutique, you know, smaller okay. brokerage. Mm-hmm. So he did that and I shadowed him on pretty much everything, listing appointments, showings. And mm-hmm. I mean, even down to filling out Christmas cards for the, his past clients. So mm-hmm. I was really involved in understanding what it takes to have those little touches all the time um, and have that type of uh, conversation where you're just, you're checking in with them. You know, you're just, you're offering, uh, you know, you're offering value, but you're not asking for business. Um, so he was a great, a great coach and mentor, even though it wasn't a formal coaching experience, I I would say he's the equivalent. Right. But you know what? That's amazing because a lot of times I speak with real estate agents and loan officers and unfortunately, again, being self-employed now, they don't know where to go and Mm -hmm. they get discouraged. You know, it's hard sometimes to stay on task or, you know, just stay on your goals when you don't have someone keeping you accountable, showing you the way. So that was great that you had that opportunity. And you said something too, shadowing someone who is doing already the business obviously gets you that, you know, head start of knowing, okay, if he's doing it this way, you know, I can do the same. And I can... something that I learned a long time ago to one of my mentors was like, find someone who has what you want, do what they do, and you might get the results they got. I and it. I had to yep. apply that in every aspect. And it's so interesting because a lot of times, you know, even in the health, you know, you want to be healthy, you want to find someone who is doing healthy um, you know, things that can get you to that level. So any type of, anytime you have the opportunity to find someone who has what you want, and if that's what you're going after, I think it's important that we follow someone's steps um, yes, instead of trying to figure right. it out on your own and, and take you longer, right? Yes. Um, you mentioned kids. How do you been able to balance? Again, I, I have kids too. Uh, how do you been able to balance? And as a woman, again, we always try to be there for the kids, there for the husband, and then we mm-hmm. still have the business to run. Tell us how you've been able to kind of balance it out. I, I think there is no such a perfect balance, to be honest, but I do know that we do have to, at one point, prioritize and say, okay, today I'm going to do this. <laughs> but how do you, you know, been able I, to do that? Tell us a little bit about how you how you make it work. Sure. I wish I had a perfect answer. I You know, I think uh, the best and worst thing about this industry is the schedule. You know, I never, I never ever miss an important... Um, you know, sporting event or class, you know, play or whatever they're doing. I'm there for everything where I didn't have that before. Uh, On the other hand, you know, if they're playing sports on a Saturday and somebody needs to be pre-approved, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have to, you know, go to the event and then go straight back to the office or my computer if I'm working remotely or whatever. Um, so I wouldn't say that I have great work-life balance, but what I would say is that my children know I am always going to be there for them, whether it looks a little unique because my laptop might be open during a volleyball game or something like that, <laughs> uh, but I will never miss anything uh, in their lives. And that's, 
the greatest blessing to me to have that. And and that's the way I see it as well, because I remember being with my kids in the car driving to, mm-hmm. like you said, a sport event, a game, soccer game, or whatever the mm-hmm. case might be. And I'll be on the phone with a realtor or a client. I said, <laughs> and they know that I'm oh, on the phone with a yes. client and they will know exactly. Yes. Or even having, you know, friends in the car and they'll be the ones like, my mom is in the phone. Yes. <laughs> Yes. It, it's interesting because they do get, you know, they know where you're still working sometimes when you're still yeah. up with outside, you know, doing their supporting them yeah. or taking them from, from exactly. place to place. So that's amazing. Sometimes they give me a hard time about oh. it, but then I always remind them, Hey, not all kids get to do X, <laughs> Y, and Z and you get to do all of those things and your mom's there for you. So <laughs> they, they know they just, yeah, right. Know. Well, sometimes we do have to remind them and even, even our husbands, right? Because sometimes yes. they do will say, Hey, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, That's mine awesome. being in a related industry, you know, he... Well, he, no, they understand more, obviously, yeah, there. Exactly. At least they understand right. what we're dealing with, right? Yes, exactly. Uh, and I think the hardest part is when you do not have your significant other in the industry, mm-hmm. then it's really, really more difficult yes. because they don't understand how you can be answering phone calls at 6 p.m. on a Saturday. And, yeah. and still, again, it's a client who needs, you know, some help or they need a payment Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, calculation or something, but that's amazing. Going into the industry. So you started as a realtor transition into a lender um, four years ago. And from what I was reading, you do run a branch. You have a team under you. I do a small team. I have, uh, I have two loan officers under me and I do, um, you know, my, my, the, the, mortgage bank behind me provides an amazing team as well that, you know, they're not physically in my office, but my processor and underwriters, the whole team, amazing. The whole operations. Yeah. Yeah. And that's important because again, I heard one of my colleagues said, you're only as good as your team, you know, whoever's behind you because they'll make you shine or they'll make you look really bad. It's true. Having an amazing team behind you obviously allows you to be able to provide that amazing service and being able to deliver the, you know, the results that they, they all want, you know, we all want them yes. to close. <laughs> Absolutely. We have the and same being goal. able to provide that definitely helps when you have a great team behind your operations. It's important in our industry. It does allow us to, again, shine when it's time to, to close on time or just to have that opportunity to have that amazing experience, you know, for our clients or our realtors. Um, what do you think has been one of the biggest lessons you have learned in the business that you're able to pass on to your loan officers? If you had to pick one, I would say the biggest lesson I've learned is communication is key. If you have bad news to deliver, the sooner you can deliver the bad news and work through it and come up with, you know, an alternative, the better. When, when you, when you suddenly go radio silent on someone, it alarms them. Absolutely. And then, and, and then they're not as receptive to your ideas. They don't trust you when they feel like you're hiding something from them. Right. So I think that might not be a lesson, but it's advice because I've been on the other side of people just leaving you in the dark. And, mm-hmm. um, even if what they're saying is true, it, they lose credibility when they're not yes. honest and upfront. And that's important that we, that we, again, uh, pass on to our loan officers. I have a team as well. And it's important that, you know, you pass on those little tips because it does help. It does allow you to, you know, build that long-term relationship with your realtors. Um, In our business, I always say we have two clients, our, you know, borrowers, which are the ones buying our refinancing. And then we have our realtors because again, they provide us with 
with leads or even, you know, CPAs or whatever your, your business partners are. But it is important that communication to always be there in order for you to, like you said, they know what's going on instead of guessing. Maybe, you know, she's not being honest, you know truthful right now and we don't really know what's behind it. And I think coming from, from the real estate side, I'm pretty sure you probably appreciate even more uh, the work we do because a lot of times I feel some of the agents don't understand they didn't even know we're not talking to them. We're still working on the file. <laughs> right, right. Well, and that's and and that's true because my husband always goes, uh, you know, before we got before we added the mortgage branch, mm-hmm. um, you know, his his concern, same as mine, was the lack of communication. And oftentimes, loan officers just say, "Oh, it's an it's an underwriting, or it's you know, underwriter said X, Y, and Z." And I get to tell him now, that's all true. <laughs> that's all true. <laughs> it really it. is. It and is really true. Is. We have no news today. Yeah, it's exactly. underwriting. <laughs> right. But the difference is that I just communicate that. <laughs> and I, you know, and I, I, I might send an update that literally says, I don't have an update. This is what's going on. This is the update. Still, the update yeah. is there is no so, update today. Right. Right. So there's still communication, <laughs> but at least I'm validating. It really is just an underwriting. <laughs> I love it because again, we talk the, the same language, but a lot of times, like you said, when we talk to realtors, like, really, is that all you have to say? Yes. That's all we that have is. to be. <laughs> yep. That's all I got for you. <laughs> that's awesome. Now looking forward, what are the goals that Mandy has? What are you looking to do? What are your expectations? What do you see for yourself in the next, uh, I don't know, five years, 10 years. What, what do you have in mind? You know, I don't, I don't know that I have, I don't have a numbers goal. Um, I don't have a transactional goal. Okay. I, my goal is to grow my loan officers. I okay. want them to, I want them to feel more comfortable. I want them to, you know, go out and procure their own business and, Right now they do some, but the majority of it is provided by, or the leads are provided by uh, my husband and myself, and that's great. Um, But I want them to feel more confident. I want them to market themselves. So it's more of a a, a team goal, I should say. Okay, well, that's that's valid. I think we're all in different stages. I always say, you know, there's seasons of life. There are times, it's like with our kids, when they're little, there's certain things they need from us. As they grow, they need other things from us. So Mm -hmm. same with our team. I feel like there are times when you're building it, when you're nurturing them, and when you want them to learn so they can go out and and fly and learn how to. Something that I learned a long time ago from one of my mentors, too. I, I have always had coaches or mentors because I feel like there's always something you can learn. But um, I said you can give someone a fish and you can teach them how to fish. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in our business, it is important that we help them, but we also need to teach them how to go out and get their own business. Like you were saying, building that confidence, that knowledge, um, and allowing them to go out and even make mistakes because I mean, yeah. how do we learn exactly by making those mistakes? But maybe, you know, having that one conversation that didn't go the way we wanted to, but we learned from it. And now we took it up to the next one and we did a little better. Um, so again, one of my things has always been with the loan officers. I know there's a lot of companies, sometimes they focus too much on providing them leads. And what happens when there are no leads? Like, I mean, just right. look at the refinance boom right now that mm-hmm. how many companies closed completely because oh. they were just completely focused on refis, you know? So I yeah. think we have to teach our loan officers. And this is my advice to loan officers, learn how to fish. Yes, you can get, you know, leads from your company, but if you learn how to go out and get your own leads, you'll never be without business. 
Yeah. Because there's always business out there. I just it closed is. a refinance today. People are saying there's no refis. I'm like, I have refis. I just funded one this morning. Yeah. Why? Because there's always going to be an opportunity. Obviously, the rates are not going to be in the two threes, but if the numbers make sense, there's still an opportunity for someone absolutely. to refinance today. Yes, so, absolutely. You agree? I agree. Oh, 100%. I, I closed a refi a couple weeks ago. It's the most recent one I did. Uh, but, you know, it, it was a cash out refi. They consolidated debt and it saved them hundreds of dollars per month. And that's huge that it, the numbers made sense for them uh, over and over and over. You know, every way we did the math, it, the numbers made sense. So the opportunity is still there very much so. That's amazing. Now, with you loan officers, do you have a certain amount of training that you offer them? How do you how do you prep them? What, what are you doing today today to get them ready for the next uh, for them to be able to go out and, and do more? I think the biggest thing that I am constantly trying to to preach to them is mm -hmm. that this is an opportunity for future refinance business. They need to, right. you know, they need to educate their their database um, whether or not these people are ready to buy now. They need to feel that there is value provided by you as a loan officer mm -hmm. to them and you need to stay and be top of mind. You may not literally say, will you please do business with me in the future? But if you're the first person that they think of because you mm -hmm. have provided them value and you've checked in with them and you've been genuine about it, I think that's going to set them them up for future success. So the the consistency, I'd say, is probably the, the number one thing that I really try to preach to them preach to them that's amazing and i think we all need that you know even even our season loan officers been around for a long time sometimes it's easy to forget that oh should i have done my contacts to my database yeah. i made my calls to my past clients um so database i think is huge um the sooner they start working on their database building their database um it's, it's a gold mine you know that they'll have that for the rest of their lives to yes. work off and just yes see they continue to build it and nurture them because it does require that you again make those contacts with, with your past mm -hmm. clients and remind them that you're still here. Now you yes. have a great social media presence. I'm gonna just wanna to talk to a little bit about that. I love seeing your stuff. Um, what are you what are you doing with your social media? How do you get a lot of results from it? Do you get a lot of leads from there already? What what does that look like for you? It is wild to me actually that <laughs> it has good. turned into actual business. Um, okay. I, I, I started actively posting on TikTok at the okay. beginning of last year, and I had zero expectations. I, I chose TikTok because I genuinely thought that none of these people that will actually watch my videos, if anyone watches my videos, will know me, and they won't, they, you know, so, so because they won't know me, it's okay if. I mess up. So I'm doing this kind of more like to teach myself because every expert, every marketing expert really, you know, encourages. Exactly. Everybody's talking about you need officers. to be on social yes, media. Get on, yes. Get on social media, get on camera, video specifically. And I'm like, oh, it's painful. It's like, me too. Oh, me too. it's terrifying. So I thought if I post on TikTok, it'll give me some practice and maybe eventually I'll get confident enough to make some videos and then post them on Facebook or Instagram where those are actually the people that I know. <laughs> and within maybe a month, um, uh -huh. I had a, a video go what 
pretty semi-viral. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then within three months, I had mm-hmm. my first actual client from TikTok. Wow. Yeah. And I, the, the first transaction I ever did that came from TikTok was uh, over a million dollar loan amount. Um, wow. Yeah. So it's amazing. It is amazing. I mean, I still, I still can't believe it. Um, but really this, this year has been my ratio of business. I do more business from social media than I do from realtor referrals locally, which is unbelievable. Which is unbelievable because that's what actually, that's what we want to be right now. Because Mm -hmm. again, we need to be able to self-generate those leads, uh, you know, rather than waiting for someone to send you a referral, you can create your own. Right. Absolutely. And I mean, I, I love your podcast and you know, <laughs> take that and chop that up. And put well, that totally, totally. And, we're doing a know? lot of the reels. We're yeah. doing all this stuff, but yeah, yeah, no, social media is definitely every, like you said, everybody, you know, says the experts that marketing said you need to do videos. And mm-hmm. it's funny because I, I felt the same way. I'm like, Oh my God, no, I don't want to do videos. You know, I don't feel comfortable. And it's all about starting getting again, practicing, you know, practices yes. get you to be more comfortable. And eventually you don't even think about it. you just do them and and post oh, yeah. them. You don't even want to look at it. <laughs> yep, absolutely. I, I, I know it's just one thing I have to do every day. I have to post on social media. It's just one of my to dos. So there and- you go. Advice for loan officers <laughs> or even real estate agents out there right now. Um, post one video a day. Post yes. something every day. Yep. Get yourself out of out of you know your comfort zone and just do it. It's gonna be okay. Yeah. <laughs> I heard this from one of the experts too. I said. They all know you're human, so don't pretend to be perfect. Yes, it's <laughs> Which true. was interesting for me. It's because true. we're all so conscious about, oh my God, this is good. Oh my God, I said that, you know, I didn't say it properly or I didn't say it in the right, you know. Yes. And it's yes. funny because, you know, you're human. I'm like, you're right. We're all humans. Yes. And just be you. Be you yes, as you're absolutely. presenting yourself out yep. there. You're- a hundred percent right. Your, your first probably 15, 20 videos are going to really stink and you're going to look back at them and be like, Oh, it's like painful to watch, but keep them up. Don't delete them. Don't delete them. <laughs> because, Leave them out no, there because, because it even, it even shows your progress, right? It's yes, just look where you, where you worked a year ago and look where you are exactly. now, you know, how comfortable yes, you are now yes. compared to how it used to be. Yeah, oh, that's beautiful advice. Thank you for sharing that. Um, obviously, again, we're with family, with our kids, and all of that. Um, travel. You like to travel? What do you? What can you tell us about travel? I love to travel. Okay. Um, we we don't go very many places. We have two places we go. We go to Napa <laughs> because that's only like three hours away from us, um, and we go to Hawaii, and oh, and awesome. and we we love it. I'm actually, I have a real estate license in Hawaii. Which oh my God, look at you. Totally, totally useless for the most part. <laughs> I've sold one house over there, which was worth it. Mm. Um, but uh, but just love, 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 love. So we try try to travel um, to those places as, as frequently as possible. As but can. yeah, yeah. And that's you know, beautiful. I, I work while I travel, so. Yes, yeah. and <laughs> I think off. that's the best part. Look at you, you already got a sell in Hawaii and you get to visit and I'm sure... There's, there's more opportunities out there. As, as we look for more opportunities, there's always going to be opportunities. I think Hawaii is such a beautiful place yeah, to continue yes. to go back. I don't think I ever get tired of Hawaii. No. But no. yeah, so beautiful. Well, any, any other things that you do as a hobby? What do you like to do? I, I don't have any hobbies. I'm pretty boring that way. I guess. <laughs> 
I I have. I like That's okay. Yeah, you you mentioned kids, Napa. Do you like wine? Do you like wine tasting? Love wine. Love wine. There you go. <laughs> I guess if I call it a hobby, then I can I can justify it a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I mean, we we try to go down there as often as we can. Got a trip planned in a couple of weeks. So. That's awesome. <laughs> No, I love Napa. It's so beautiful. I'm coming. I'm in October, and I'm gonna do a um, jumping out of a plane. How do you even call that? Um, skydiving. Skydiving. Oh I'm gonna be goodness. doing skydiving in October, so I'm excited, wow. and I'm gonna do it in Napa, which is one of my That's really amazing. good friends lives in San Francisco, and she agreed to do it with me. So I'm excited, and I'm like nervous, but I want to do ever it. Ever done that before? No, no, no. Oh, it's one of those goodness. things on my bucket list that I want to check off this year. So it's gonna be. Napa and it's going to be skydiving in October. So they Good said that they you. said the scenery will be beautiful, which again yeah. it'll be in the fall. <laughs> the fall is one of the best times to go to Napa. It's harvest That's season and it's That's beautiful. You will love it. So I'm excited. That's coming. Now, what Good about a morning routine? What about things that you do to get yourself prepped for the day? Do you have any things you do to get yourself ready for the day, Amanda, that you can share with us? You know, I, I might not be a great example, uh, but the very there is no there is no right or wrong. Everybody's different, and at the end of the day, whatever works for you. And we're just so, here to share. So, what do you do? I appreciate that. So, <laughs> the very first thing I do, I literally am still in bed when I do this, is I pull up the video that I have planned to post that morning. I post at six a.m. or right around six a.m. Um, that is the very first thing that that I do. Okay. Uh, then I drag myself out of bed um, and I have some coffee and I <laughs> take my kids to or take my daughter to school. Uh, my son drives now. And uh, and then I check email while I'm getting ready. And I I don't usually even come to the office until close to 10, <laughs> but I stay late. So I my days. Maybe Your a days bit. start a little yeah. late, but you finish up late. Yeah, I'm. It's, awesome. it's not uncommon for me to be at the office until seven. Eight, are you eight, Are you pretty eight. good with your blocking times? Do you have any specific schedule that you follow that you can share with us? So how does your day looks like, or is it based on what you have going on over the day? So I I prioritize my okay. files and the ones that are you know actively under contract and have time sensitive and. Um, you know, milestones that we have to meet. And um, I focus on those in the morning. And then in the afternoon, I focus on replying to emails and leads that have come through via email. Um, okay. And that tends to work best for my schedule. Okay. Um, some of the states that I'm licensed in are, you know, on the East Coast. So there's a little bit of a time difference. And oh. um, so it, you know, it's really late when they get a reply. And, uh, and usually they're like, they Up think really early in the morning. Yeah. Th yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so it's always kind of funny cause we always have a conversation about time. Um, but it's my, my, it's just mostly splitting, you know, the time sensitive and then the, yes. this can wait. Prioritizing, like you said, yeah. and I think that's awesome because sometimes we can be very busy and think that everything is an answer today, but sometimes there are things that can wait until the end of the day. And if we yes. prioritize, we'll get more more things done and, and we'll be more and effective with our day. It's true. When I first started in this industry, 
Um, I made every single effort to (laughs) reply to every single text and email within minutes. And I Mm -hmm. was very inefficient with my time um, and was all over the place. All over. Exactly. And I think, I think when you set the wrong expectation where you, you know, you try to be so instant because you don't want anyone to not think that you're going to get back to them. Right. um, Right. That kind of shoots you in the foot. Um, But, you know, I, I set the expectation that, you know, I will, I will always get back to you might be in a few hours, but you know, let me work on X, Y, and Z and you know, I'll get this information over to you. And I've never had anyone have an issue with that. So and I think you, and you said something very yeah, you said something very important, setting the right expectations. And I think in our business we're so used to having an instant response or we want the instant response. But yes. it is true. If you set up the right expectations with your clients, with your business partners, uh, that you'll get back to them. It doesn't have to be in the next five minutes, but it could be yes. in the next few hours. Um, yes. They would appreciate you and give you the space too, because again, we, as everybody else, have a business to run. That's the way I see it. We have a business mm-hmm. to run and we need to be able to prioritize what's important now and what I can do later. And that allows me to be more effective with, with my with my business yes. and with my time. Um, and like you said too, uh, having that balance of being able to pick up my kid at 3 p.m. if I need to go pick him up and not have feel guilty because I didn't answer that agent or that power within, you know, five, 10 minutes. So that's amazing. Um, something that has worked for me. And again, I'm going to just share with you is time blocking, you know, knowing what you do in the mornings and what can be done in the afternoon. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Tom Ferry, Mike Ferry, all of those coaches in the real estate yeah. business. Um, they talk a lot about time blocking. And at the mm-hmm. beginning of my business, like you, I didn't understand the importance of it. Mm-hmm. But as we again, grow, as we get more business, as we have more loans in the pipeline, we do need to block our times to work on different things. Um, For me nowadays, it's prospecting, lead generation. It's always in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then following up, uh, giving those updates, doing all of that in the afternoon, pre-approvals in the afternoon, you know, because again, you need to be able to work on what's going to generate more business is that lead generation, getting those calls done in the morning, getting all of those out of the way. And then you always have time to do other things in the afternoon. So. It has worked for me and I try to, like you said, pass it on to our, our loan officers in the office and always trying to, you know, give them a little bit of what works for you. I think as a leader, we owe it to our, to our, you know, loan officers or even realtors. Like I have realtors that I work with where like, this is what works for me. And now you, you fit it as it works for you. Uh, This is what I do. And then you get to, to pick what works for you. And I've always felt like sharing is so important in our business and our industry contributing, you know, what it is that works for you. Someone might need to hear that today. And um, you you have a very, very successful, you're running a very successful business. So thank you for sharing those gold nuggets and (laughs) keep it on. You're welcome. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, anything you'd like to share with us uh, as a final thought as a final advice if you were well here's one and I always like to kind of end with one of those questions if you had to give advice to yourself starting in the business today will you start in the real estate side or will you start in the lending side will you do this or will you do that what will you give yourself as an advice if you had to um, if you had the opportunity to start all over again in 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 the career that you're in right now you know I if I had to start all over again, I would, I would actually go the route that I did. And, and I, and I would, because for me 
in order to be successful in the way that I was right when I first started and got my my mortgage loan originator's license, I had business instantly, um, which is unusual. But that's because I was able to really, um, you know, utilize the database that I had built through real mm-hmm. estate. And, um, and my husband being a broker was able to, uh, you know, send business my way because he trusted me and he knows me and how I work. Um, mm-hmm. so for me, I would do everything the same. Now, I don't think that would work well for everyone, but, I, <laughs> but it, it, I have no regrets about the path that I took. That's amazing. And again, whatever we, we, the experiences we have is what made us to be where we are today. So again, whether there were the right ones or the wrong ones, sometimes it's just the way things worked out and it got us what we are today. So I feel like there's no right or wrong, but there are times that we're like, if I could do this differently, this is what I will probably change. Uh, yes. But again, for you, worked out this this way, and and you would do it all over again the same way. Uh, with your loan officers, is there um, anything specific that you'll give them as a piece of advice today, other than what you mentioned earlier? Any other advice that you could give to new loan officers coming into the business? Uh, my my whole thing is provide value, provide value, okay. and 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 whatever that looks like, whether that is you know through. Um, email form through video form, whatever that is, provide value. Because if you are salesy, that is a big turnoff. But if you are, if you are educating, you know, that that goes a long way and people will remember that. If they learn something of value from you, they will remember that. Absolutely. And they can feel it, you know, when you genuinely just care for them and just giving them the information without having feel pressure that they need to do the loan with you today or they have to be doing business with you today. So I always believe relationships are more important. Absolutely. Yes. Build the relationship and the business will come, will follow. Yes. So, yes. Well, thank you so much for, for your time. I feel like this was easy. It was so much just sharing, sharing what we're doing today. So I appreciate your time. I appreciate the opportunity to have you on. I know a lot of loan officers will get tons from this podcast because, again, we're in the business. We're doing, again, this every day. And the pieces of advice that you share, I think, are very valuable. So thank you again. We'll continue to see each other on social media and and hope to meet you soon. Yes. (laughs) Hopefully hopefully in Napa. We'll get to see you in Napa in October. I'm just kidding. Hey, you never know. I might be down there. You never know. You never know. They said, you know, the, the world is so big. And then at the same time, it's so small. I always it's feel like true. in our business, sometimes we say, oh, there's so many loan officers. There's so many realtors. And then literally somebody that you know, knows someone, knows someone, somehow we're connected. So yes, I know that yes. <laughs> somehow, true. some way we'll get to meet one of these days. But thank you again. <laughs> Wishing you the thank best. You. Uh, again, stay, stay, stay consistent with those videos. I love it. You, you have great presence. So keep it up. And thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Level Up Podcast. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else podcasts are found, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, you can leave a five-star review on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Until next time, we hope you level up.